Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. No better friends than Two Rivers Ford. They'll get you in the 2023 model year Ford that you desire. They'll get you exactly what you're looking for. Any model uh, Ford, they have them available at the dealership in Mount Juliet. Test drive yours today at tworiversford.com. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Your dream address without the stress and the Intel edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports, where you go to wager on all the action, no matter what time of year it is, Superbook Sports has you covered. So download the app today and start betting. TrueMav Fitness, your workout goals, your first workout free as you try to achieve your fitness goals. At TrueMavFitness.com, it is for free as a Middle Tennessee resident, and you can find out more about their membership offerings for personal training, group work, and so much more. TrueMavFitness.com is where you go. So, as we watch the Seahawks and the uh, and the 49ers tonight, a 7-3 football game, I, I'm, I'm reminded of a question that we've been discussing for some time at this point around the Tennessee Titans. And what this team is and what this team needs to be. Uh, Kyle says the hard work paid off, talking about my UPS story. The hard work paid off. Now look at you, Buck. You're a superstar in sports talk radio. I don't know, a superstar. But honestly, here, here's what I'll say, because, uh, you know, it's the holiday season. I'm, you, know, I'm, I'm, you, you guys know I'm a softie, uh, so you know that I love you. But I do, uh, I do, I have so much love for you guys, the way that you supported the primetime show, which in turn manifested itself into the radio show opportunity. And the radio show has been uh, overwhelmingly successful, and we are incredibly grateful for you guys and for everybody who makes the primetime show and the radio show possible. Producer Reed, producer Lucas. Producer Robert, everybody. It's a uh, it's a great family dynamic that we have going around here. And I cannot, not to get sappy on you guys, but uh, it really does mean a lot. It makes me happy. So as we talk about things that don't make you happy, right? The way that the Tennessee Titans play offense. It's been a, uh, it's been a, uh, it's been a problem <laughs> for some time. And so how do we kind of, how do we kind of boil down this thing, right? How do we kind of boil it down to what's most basic elements and start to flesh out what really the problem is. So I think that's probably the best place for us to start this evening on Facebook Live, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. The question that I would ask you, as always, your Two Rivers Ford take, what adjustment should the Titans offense make to have success moving forward? You can default to the normal answers that I'm accustomed to hearing at this point. It can be about the play caller. It can be about the left tackle can be about anything that we have talked about at great length thus far. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means we're going to talk about it in a different light. Because the way that I'm going to approach this thing, just to kind of give you guys some groundwork to work off of, 
I'm looking at this from a philosophical approach, right? Not necessarily a personnel or a play caller, but a philosophical, a core belief about how the Tennessee Titans run their offense and and how much of that is, you know, restricting them, for lack of a better term. Uh, I'm going to give the same tired answer. Replace daily, says Beverly. Bench all of the offensive line for anyone, says MB. Even Ben? No, not Ben and Nate Davis. And really, that from Ben over on the right side, it's been okay. Like, Petit Frere hasn't been great. He's a rookie third-round pick in, his, uh, in, in a big spot. So I think you got to... I think you got to give him a little more grace than you do the other two on the left side. It's a real problem. Stephen King says, start Malik, let him learn, and let us know if we have to move on this offseason. Who cares on YouTube? Says it boils down to Tannehill. Even when he gets decent pass protection, he's 50-50. Well, we can work through this together. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. As always, it's made possible by the lovely folks at Two Rivers Ford. 2023 model your Fords. They're in stock. There are no distribution issues that are bogging them down. They have in-stock inventory for the first time in a long time, and they cannot wait to greet you when you come out and visit them at the dealership in Mount Juliet. You can test drive one of the 2023 model year Fords for yourself. You can work with the non-commissioned sales staff that I and so many other people have that have made the car buying experience fast, easy, and fun. They always sell non new non-specialty Ford vehicles at below MSRP, and they have great financing options for you starting at 2.9%. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Ooh, do we have an interception? Do we have an interception? No, uh, a fumble uh, forced by the 49ers defense, it looks like, recovered by the 49ers defense that is currently being reviewed. So we will see uh, what if this changes the fortunes. Oh, it looks like it has changed the fortunes. This is going to set up a goal line situation for San Francisco and a touchdown for the 49ers to expand their lead to at least 13-3 to at this point. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So I think uh, MB says, Buck, I honestly don't think a lot of the offensive line would start in the CFL. Well, I know the, the two on the left side wouldn't. Um, I, I really I really have a hard time with this, right? Because Aaron Brewer and Dennis Daly are just trying to do a job. Now, they don't do their jobs well. And I think that for the purposes of the Titans offensive line, you can acknowledge that those two guys are giving the best possible effort, but it as at the end of the day is simply not good enough. The drop-off between Dennis Daly and Taylor Lewan, for example, is stark. It is jaw-dropping. It is unbelievable. Dennis Daly has allowed, uh, and I want to make, I don't want to, I don't want to do harm to Dennis Daly's name unnecessarily. So I'm going to look up these stats specifically. But I saw this from Mike Miracles, or I guess he's changed his name to Mike Herndon NFL. He's trying to be more of a professional. I respect it. I suppose, but Mike Miracles, I felt like was a better name. Taylor Lewan has allowed two pressures, all right, in the last five games that Taylor Lewan played, even on a bad knee, two pressures, two total pressures in his last five games, right? Do you know how many sacks? Can anybody tell me how many sacks Dennis Daly has allowed in the last four games? So two pressure, two pressures for Lewan in, in his last five. No sacks, but two pressures. So that includes hurries, that includes hits. Can anybody tell me how many sacks? that Dennis Daly has allowed in one fewer game than Taylor Lewan. Uh 11 sacks and 40 pressures, says D. Good. No, but it feels like it. 
Uh, somebody else says 11. Sex Luman says 87 hits. Derek R says 11. William Jones says 203. But Alan Lathrop has the correct answer. Dennis Daly has allowed seven sacks in his last four games. Taylor Lewan allowed two pressures in his last five. It is it is the thing at the at the core of the Titans issues is how far the pass protection with Dennis Daly has fallen off from Taylor Lewan to Dennis Daly. And I know that you guys have your own frustrations. I you know, you may deem Taylor worth keeping at $14 million next year because it's not a ton of money for a left tackle, but you haven't been able to count on his availability. So can you realistically, can can you do so again? I don't know. That's that's a, a decision that the medical staff and the front office of the Tennessee Titans will have to make. But I will tell you that there is no question the offensive problems are multi-layered right now. But here's where it starts. It starts with their offensive philosophy. And their offensive philosophy is a problem at its core. Because for all of the reasons that you blame Todd Downing, there are reasons to blame Todd Downing for the lack of performance by the offense. But there is no question that this is a top-down approach to how it is that this football team is going to play. And a philosophical approach about how this team is going to attack other teams in certain situations. And there is no question that that philosophical approach starts and ends with Mike Vrabel. Todd Downing works for Mike Vrabel. Now, now I'm not saying that Todd Downing is the best play caller within the system that Mike Vrabel would like to run, but it is, in fact, the system that Mike Vrabel would like to run. There is no real fundamental differences in the style of offense that they have played with Matt LaFleur, with Arthur Smith, and now with Todd Downing. There's no real fundamental change other than the personnel has changed. So now we're talking about a situation where, okay, well, what does it boil down to? We're going to get in that together right after I remind you that A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by your friends and mine at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. The official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators is GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress is what can be found with the Ashton team. The Intel Edge you need to succeed to sell your home without any showings or staging to find your next home while you sell your current one in this red hot Nashville real estate market to win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity. Now, all of these things are what the Ashton team can provide to you and the Intel edge you need to succeed. Trust the team that your favorite teams trust the Ashton real estate group of Remax advantage at GaryAshton.com. So philosophically, how do you change the Titans? Well, the Titans aren't going to change unless Mike Vrabel is willing to make these kind of philosophical approaches, of the cha- philosophical changes in their approach. And I thought it's a longer answer, but if you guys listen, and listen, you guys know I plug a lot of stuff. I've got a lot of shows that I'm responsible for. But I really do think that the most, and I love the radio show, I love primetime, but I think the most informative product that I have that I, well, not that I have, but that I'm allowed to be a part of is the install because there is no better place for me to learn and for you guys to learn with me than listening to Greg Cosell talk. So I want you to listen to him diagnose the fundamental, the core issue, all the downing Dennis Daly, all this other shit, right? What is it at its core that's limiting this football team? Greg, I think, summarizes it perfectly. As far as the Titans offense goes, what do you kind of make of the way that they look right now? 
Well, you know, I think that they have a defined way in which they want to play. And what I'm about to say is not a scoop or anything that that is unknown, but they have a defined way in which they want to play. And that is they want Henry to be the foundation uh, and they want to work off that. And if you can't play that way for whatever reason, lack of production, uh, the score dictates otherwise, they're a little bit stuck, Buck. And, and you know, again, that is not a, a statement of, of opinion. That's what the tape shows. They're a little bit stuck. Um, they're not really a passing team. Um, and they're a little bit stuck as well. You hit on something that is very important. Now they get to, let's say, third and seven, third and eight. And what do they need to do or feel the need to do? They feel the need to chip to help both of their offensive tackles. So what does that do? It takes two receivers out of being primary type receivers. Now they're secondary receivers. So you only can send three out really as primary. And that puts some limitations on your passing game. Um, but, you know, I think that, look, I think... A play to me was really telling this past week. And, and it just, I think it's important to say it. So they're losing 20 to 14 going into the half. Okay. Yep. No problem. So that the Jaguars come out and have a, a drive over seven minutes and they score a touchdown. So now the score is 27 to 14. And you can argue, hey, you're still in the game, which you are. But they're also not a big play offense. You know, it's not like the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, you know, teams like that that can just automatically hit a, you know, a 50-yarder and they're right back in the game. So what do they do on their first offensive snap after they're now down by two scores? And don't forget, we're now in the middle of the third quarter. Right. And the nature of a drive that, like the Jaguars had is a little bit demoralizing. You know, it's not like the Jaguars score on three plays and you say, okay, we still have the whole second half left. You know, nothing's changed. All of a sudden, there's only a quarter and a half left in the game. And what do they do on their first play? They line up with six offensive linemen and two tight ends. So, you know, this is not a team that thinks in terms of let's attack with the pass game. And at some point in this league, if you want to get where you want to get to, and we know how super competitive Mike Rabel is, you know, again, I don't know the answers here. You know, I can pose the questions, right. but you're going to have to be far more proactive and aggressive with your pass game at some point in time. And you can't keep falling back, not the team, but just people in general on the idea, well, they don't have great weapons, you know then you have to scheme stuff, but you have to throw the football and you have to attack with the pass game. So you can change coordinators all you want. You can, you can cycle through, you can fire Todd Downing, you can hire the next guy, you can do all these things. You can swap Tim Kelly in. You can do what you want. If the philosophical approach from the head coach remains the same, you're going to largely run the same offense. And... There is, you know, it's it's probably the most fair criticism of Mike Rabel out there. I believe Mike to be as good, if not better, than anybody in his profession. I really do. I think it's a credit to him and the staff that he presides over that they find this many different ways to win games despite the circumstances. But I also think in an honest moment that when these evaluations are going down of how it is that they play football and Mike Vrabel has a core belief as, as to how it is that you win football games. 
Nobody has uh, nobody has been um, has seen as much football from a player and coaching perspective as Mike Frabel has in the modern day NFL. Uh, outside of Bill Belichick, right? And Bill didn't play in the league. Mike has seen both sides of things, and he has a good he has good judgment for this. But they have to be willing to adapt. They have to be willing to adapt. They have to be willing to look at things and say, okay, yes, Derrick Henry is on the roster, but it cannot be a fundamental marriage to him at every given point. It simply cannot be. It cannot be that if Derrick or their rushing attack is removed from the equation that they become one-dimensional in ways that does not allow them to attack with their passing game or fundamentally keeps them from attacking with their passing game. Because you know what? There's a lot of criticisms of Ryan Tannehill, but Ryan Tannehill has still presided over the most effective offense, the the best offense quantifiably in the history of the franchise in 2020. In 2019 and 2020, they were the most explosive, one of the top three most explosive offenses in football. Ryan Tannehill was at the helm of that. I know he can do these things. And so... At the end of the day, it comes down to, yes, Todd Downing is your offensive coordinator, but your your philosophical approach comes from Mike Vrabel. And so the difficult question that needs to be asked and answered, something that only they can answer, is how far away from the core philosophical approach are are they willing to vary? To this point, they haven't been willing to change much. And we've asked Mike Vrabel about this, and He's talked about the identity of a football team and all these different things. And again, I Mike is good. He's not good. He's great at his job. And I'd never tell him that uh, in person because he doesn't need the ego boost. But there is a fundamental flaw of how it is that they approach uh, that they approach their situation. MB makes an important correction: the Titans franchise, not the Oilers. Correct. Warren Moon presided over a more uh, a more potent offense. Uh, during his time with the Houston Oilers than Ryan Tannehill did with the Tennessee Titans. But still, in the Titans era, that's almost 25 years at this point. Are we in year 25? I think we are in year 25 of the Tennessee Titans, um, which is a considerable amount of time, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of players who have come through this franchise over the course of 25 years, and Ryan Tannehill has been the best of them as far as operating at a high level in the quarterback position. And that's no disrespect to Steve McNair. It's just the facts. Like, those are the facts. And so the distinguished gentleman says, in Vrabel, I trust. I I would, Mike, Mike deserves the benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm not, I'm not looking at Mike and saying, okay, that this is a lost cause. But there's a very, very, the margin for error is, is thin. And we saw, we have seen teams be married to philosophical approaches that at a certain point people just get tired of. And what people are tired of is the way that the Tennessee Titans play football because I'm watching Brock Purdy manufacture offense. I'm watching Baker Mayfield come up with 98 game, 98 yard game winning drives off of, you know, two days notice. I'm watching guys across the league who have no business playing offensive football at the the way that they they're able to. And maybe they're just out there playing. It's not within the structure and maybe it's a one off, but like the Titans make it so damn hard. So I think that I think that at its core, that's the thing that really that really they're stuck with in Greg's terms. 
They're stuck with this philosophical approach. Can they unstick themselves and try and find a legitimate way to evolve? Uh, let me know when Tannehill is an MVP. Bad take, Buck. Oh, you're talking about McNair? Um, yeah, if Ryan Tannehill and Steve McNair played in the same era, Ryan Tannehill would dust his ass as far as the MVP voting. Like, Ryan Tannehill, it's, it's not even close. Bad, bad take buck. No, it's a, it's a generational difference in the time that they played football and Steve McNair never at any point in his NFL career as a passer presided over the level of offense that Ryan Tannehill did. It's not, it's not a matter of opinion. Those are the facts. And yes, Ryan Tannehill would have MVP type numbers in 2020. If you dropped him into 19, when, when did McNair win the MVP? It was, it was around, it's around the turn of the century, right? It's been 22 years since then. Offenses have evolved. It's not that crazy to think about. I respect those of you who are entrenched in your position of Steve McNair is the greatest quarterback to ever play for this franchise. And I'm respectful of Steve's ability, talents, and efforts that he gave. 2003. Thank you, Brian Malone. But yeah, football has changed. And the way that Steve McNair played would be pedestrian at best in, in the modern day NFL. Not his toughness, not his athletic gifts. But the style of football that Steve McNair approached with the game, it would just be pedestrian at this point. It's, it's, not, it's not an indictment of Steve. It's just the way that the game has evolved. That's what it is. All right. Uh, I'm, we're not going to get bogged. I'm not going to get into bog down and getting, getting into arguments with this because um, it's, you know, it's just it's a different league. Like you can't. This is why I think the, it's a waste of time to compare Tom Brady and Joe Montana. They didn't play in different. They didn't play in the same generation of football. Moj Khan, Hugo says he would have adapted. Well, we'll never know that, right? He never, it never, like, it's not, it's not that, you know, like, it's just, it's, and it's not even because Steve died at, at a very, very young age. It's just because, like, that was not the gen, that was not the era that he played football in, right? So maybe he would have, we have no idea, but you can't say that with any degree of certainty because that's not the same time that these guys played it. You know, it's just, these are not comparison. Uh, Troy Anderson, you don't know your football book. No, I mean, I know, I, I know modern day football and I know the Tennessee Titans with Steve McNair in 2003 do not play 2022 NFL football. Like it's not that hard, Troy. Again, if you are going to remain, I'm, I'm not going to get bogged down in this. It's not worth the, it's not worth the argument at this time. So I will say to you that the way that offense has evolved is not the same as it was in 2003. Steve McNair is incredibly tough. I think a lot of people elevate Steve McNair, the legend of Steve McNair because of the way that he died. And that is, uh, you know, it's super unfortunate the way that Steve left us far too soon and all these different things. But, like, let's not get bought. 2003 and 2022 are two totally different styles of football. Like, it's just not, it's not even remotely the same. And, yes, I, Brock Purdy is operating offense at a higher level than Steve McNair is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, that's not like a controversial take. It's just the way that football has evolved. I can't help you if you can't see that. And if you can't see that, you don't know football. It's okay to be rec it's okay to recognize history and also acknowledge, yeah, shit changes. The players get better, the evolution of the sport, the refinement of the players. It's not just backyard football and gut it out and you know, all crazy scrambles with uh with what what was the what was the sternum injury against the Giants? Like he's just he's an incredibly tough and physical player, Steve McNair. And also that shit doesn't necessarily matter in this way. Like, you know, Kevin Durant in any other generation of basketball would be thought of as an alien. And now Joel Embiid and uh, Giannis Adet, I'm going to butcher his last name, the Greek freak. I just, I'll, I'll bail out and say that. Like, 
Stop saying you won't get bogged down by an argument and then get bogged down by your, you know what? It's completely fair. <laughs> it's completely fair. All right, let's keep it moving. On A to Z Sports Prime Time, let me ask you this question. Uh, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, how confident are you that the Titans' defense can slow down Justin Herbert? We're going to discuss this at length together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Again, you're going to hear from Greg Cosell, uh, and he will lay things out. We had a great discussion about Justin Herbert. Again, there's a longer conversation for you to enjoy uh, via the podcast. Greg Cosell, uh, the install with Greg Cosell, and we do it every Wednesday. It's available in your podcast feed. So a scale of one to 10, how confident are you that the Titans can slow down Justin Herbert? We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about the people who make this show possible. Of course, that is Superbook Sports. Superbook.com is where you go for the best odds boost and promo bets on all your favorite sports. You can wager on every major sport in the Superbook Sports app. Football, basketball, baseball's not in season. Hockey's going strong though. College or pro, Superbook Sports is your place to get in on the action. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. And as I mentioned, they have the best odds boost and promo bets, not just on all your favorite sports, but on your favorite local teams. Click the Tennessee tab when you download the Superbook Sports app, and you'll find great odds boosts and promotional bets on the Titans, the Vols, now that we're into basketball season. Well, bowl season's still ahead. College football there for you. The Predators, the Grizzlies, and so much more. Download the Superbook Sports app. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. So, as we, look at the, uh, as we look at the situation for the Titans defense right now, can they slow Justin Herbert? I want you to hear Greg break it down uh, because, Greg, like I said, Greg, if, if you guys think I don't know football, that's fine. I'm learning it. As just the same as you are from Greg, and we can all learn from Greg together. He was at his most efficient. I saw this the numbers courtesy of ESPN Stats and Info. 10 of 11, 164 in the touchdown uh, outside the pocket in this yeah. game. He was he, he was so much fun to watch. He moved a lot because he had to. I right. mean, there were plays in which there was design movement clearly, but their O-line, which is not very good, by the way, had issues in pass protection, and Herbert was forced to move. And he was outstanding with his downfield vision and ball placement on the move. Um, you know, and their offense at its core is incredibly rhythmic. And that that returns to our conversation about the lack of a pass rush by the Titans. Herbert's not necessarily a quarterback, particularly on early downs. Obviously, everything changes on third and long. But on early downs, he's hard to sack because they're very rhythmic. The ball comes out. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a very interesting matchup for the Titans D. And now that they have everybody back because Williams is back, Allen's back, while they were out, Josh Palmer, who you're very familiar with, has showed himself to be a, a quality wide receiver who's a really good three and is actually more talented than that and could be more than that, depending on what the future holds. So, you know, you're dealing with a team that has a lot of weapons. They have a really good receiving back in, in Eckler. Um, the O-line is an issue. And yeah. again, I don't know, you know, based on what's happened with the Titans in recent weeks, um, we don't know at this point. Right now, we'd have to say that their sub-front pass rush is a bit of a question mark, you know, unless Autry's back. Right, and and certainly uh, watch. I mean, even Gerald Everett, like the tight end that the Chargers have, they find ways to get him in space, and he just makes yep. plays. Like, it is a, uh, it's really cool to see them kind of operating that way. And and you mentioned the offensive line. Slater, the, the stud left tackle, has been out 
for a considerable amount of time. I, I don't, I don't think it doesn't sound like it's going to be this week, but uh, 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 Staley was talking as if both he and Joey Bosa may be able to return off injured reserve here uh, in the near future, which would be huge for them as they kind of get down the stretch. Sure. And and keep in mind that they're playing Salier, the rookie from Georgia, who I'm sure you're familiar with being in in SEC country. Everybody thought he was a guard coming out and he's played left tackle. He's been very up and down this past week. They started um, uh, Farrell. I think his name is, uh, I can't remember Matt Farrell. No, no, it's uh, he was actually a big time recruit who went to Stanford, but he was an undrafted player and he only made his second NFL start this past week, you know, Sunday night. It was a Sunday night game. Um, So, I mean, their their O line has not been really good. And Herbert has had to try to make, uh, you know, chicken uh, salad out of you know what. So um, so but he can he can make great throws on the move. And then he's got the big arm that when they do call a shot play, he certainly can get the ball down the field over the top of the defense. So So that's Greg Cosell breaking down the uh, Chargers and Justin Herbert. He was phenomenal. He, uh, he was, they really did well to put him in advantageous positions. I laid out the numbers. Greg obviously put the analysis to it based on the film study and and he's killing it right now, right? The, the Having the healthy wide receivers back helped. Mike Williams was a terror. He has not played prior to this past Sunday. He had not played since November the 20th, which is when he re-aggravated his high ankle sprain. So he's missed time, but it didn't look like it when he came out there against the Dolphins and caught all six of the targets that were th- thrown his way to the tune of uh, over, I think it was like 115 yards and a touchdown with a 55-yard reception in the middle of that. MB says, Buck, I would love to see you invite Greg on live so we could ask him a few questions about schemes and stuff. I'm not going to do that in primetime. Um, we don't do that. Uh, we just don't do guests on the primetime show. It's just not how this works. I mean, you know, it's not like we couldn't. We could. But uh, what we are going to do with Greg is we're planning a live podcast. Um, Greg's going to come into town in Nashville, uh, and we're going to set something up that's going to be really cool. I think we're going to have a lot of really cool guests, too, so you guys can come, like, hang out and ask questions and you know, there will be, uh, I'm going to see, I'm going to see who's available, um, around like the Titans organization, for example, both players and coaches, uh, and really frankly, the NFL Derek, cause I think it's going to be closer towards, I think it's going to be after the draft at this point that we're kind of targeting, um, right now. So it's, that's very, that's in the inf, inf, infantile stages. That's probably not right. It's in the, it's in the beginning stages of the uh of the plan to put on this live podcast at a venue to be determined but as soon as we have details on that we'd love for you guys to hang out for you to ask questions for you to meet greg greg's an incredible human being um like i said we're gonna have a lot of cool people around that thing too once we get it going so that's something that we have planned uh the radio station is working on right now to make sure that we can pull off and uh and yeah i know greg's fired up about it we talked about it yesterday as a matter of fact as we were wrapping up the podcast so that will be very, very cool um, if you guys can make that happen. So, uh, anyway, scale of 1 to 10, what is my confidence that they're going to be able to stop him? I mean, if Danigo Autry doesn't play, it's a zero. I don't think I can stop Justin Herbert without Danigo. They couldn't stop Trevor Lawrence without Danigo. They couldn't stop Jalen Hurts. They couldn't stop uh, They couldn't stop Joe Burrow. Like, I, uh, zero, 0.0, Mr. Blutarski. Like, I just don't think that they are capable at this point um, without their – most important defensive player, and yeah, I think it's Nico. Without their most most important defensive player, I have zero confidence that they can stuff 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 and stop Justin Herbert. Um, now watch, he'll have the worst game of his career, and the Titans will win by twenty, and it'll be 
you know, you'll, we'll come back on, uh, we'll come back on primetime from SoFi on, are we doing, yeah, we are doing primetime from SoFi on Sunday night. Uh, so you guys can rub it in my nose if the Titans make him look silly without the Nico Audrey, but I, I don't, I have zero confidence, um, in the way that this defense has played in the last month right now. And, and it's, you know, it's not their fault. They're just not healthy. They don't have their players and it's really, really hard for them to get things done. Um, so let's wrap things up with a weekend bounce back on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Let us, uh, why don't you tell me? who you think needs to bounce back most this week in sports. We'll talk about it together in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. While you guys let me know who needs to bounce back, I will tell you that the place that you can go back, go to bounce back to get your fitness goals on the bounce back. True Mav Fitness is the best place for you to accomplish your workout goals. Whether you are trying to get back into the swing of things, where you whether you've been working out on your own and not seeing the results that you necessarily want to, that you think you can maximize your efficiency, your effectiveness. Let TrueMath Fitness help you reach your goals. Your first workout is free when you go as a Middle Tennessee resident and sign up at TrueMathFitness.com. You can check out any of their membership options. I'm telling you, I'm down almost 40 pounds, courtesy of my friends at TrueMath Fitness. It has been a spectacular process for me. If you are somebody who's trying to get right the same way that I I did for both you know, for either health reasons, I I think personally it's affected my general mood. You guys may not think I'm any less grouchy than I otherwise am, but I promise you, I feel better and I am working better. I am sleeping better. I am getting everything in my life done at a better rate because of the way that they have helped me get my health back on track. TrueMathFitness.com for their group classes, for their personal training, or for their membership options. TrueMathFitness.com. So, who needs to bounce back in sports this week? Chris Frazier says the Mavs. I'll be honest, I haven't started watching the NBA really yet. I'll catch the odd Grizzlies game or the, here or there, but haven't seen a ton. Uh, B. French says Marcus Mariota for bounce back candidate. Yeah, that I haven't followed up on that, but like I saw the initial, um, I saw the initial conversation about Marcus being away from the team after they told him he was going to get benched for Desmond Ritter, and like. Uh oh, is that an interception? That is an interception. Damn, the 49ers are just killing the Seahawks right now. There's a flag on the play. It looks like it might be a pick six, though. Uh, we will see. Seahawks currently up 21 to 3. Gino not having a good night so far this evening. But uh personal foul roughing the passer on the defense. So that touchdown's not gonna count. Um I uh I think that uh Stephen Birdwell says you and your thoughts. And opinions on Steve McNair and Ryan Tannehill. Listen, I, I, I'm totally respectful of that. Robert and Lucas need to bounce back. The radio show was gold today. You know what, Steven? I do agree because the dating lives of my production staff on the radio show, they desperately need to bounce back amongst them. Thirsty? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. You I say mean- <laughs> you double text or triple text? I had to quit that, man. People, Girls will put you on blast, at least in college, and, and me – Quadruple text and this girl got put on blast, and, oh. and you just I, ever ever since that moment, that was my villain origin story. Okay, you want you want a you want a super moment of of public vulnerability? Yes, that's okay. all I've been asking from you ever. <laughs> the worst thing I uh. have ever done. This was a uh, this was an ex girlfriend several years ago. I uh, I did not handle a breakup well, mm-hmm. and I was uh, drinking tequila one night. And my cousin had left her phone 
on the countertop. Uh, I texted my ex from my cousin's phone. As your as your cousin? No, 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 no. Oh, as me, oh. as me. Yeah, oh. he didn't even. He didn't. Even, why aren't you? <laughs> you thought she was like just not receiving your messages? I I didn't know. Well, I think I th- either that or like you know I I assume I was blocked like something because it was it was insane behavior. How like, old were you? 25, 26? Oh no, I was I was twenty. I was twenty three. I was 23. Oh, no, maybe 24. Know any 23, 24. Mm. For sure. No, the only thing worse than that is getting that I love you text at like 3 o'clock, and it's like, what are you doing up? Why are you texting me that? That's right. <laughs> Smooching somebody so, else. So that was your villain origin story. I well, think, I, I think I've had a couple of different moments in the villain origin, uh, origin story. My, mine's a little longer than the two you of you. You deserve to be a villain, though. I want to hear Lucas's. Okay. Uh, I wrote a girl a song in seventh grade. Stop it! That's my villain I, origin I, story. Seventh grade, though. I bet it was a banger, though. Do you remember <laughs> it? Do you remember any line? Was it about I her? I, it was about her. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, I think <laughs> no, yesterday... Wait, 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 wait. I'm not going back to high school recruiting after that. No, you yeah, sit right Lucas there. Lucas was trying to do high school recruiting. That's how he gets the girl on the team. He writes her a song. Do That's you? what Bama should have done. Now, the two of you are in committed relationships. Bama okay? should have written Arion Carter a song. <laughs> Pete Golding, this is how this is how you get the commitment. Hold you go me above and be. Arion Carter. How do we end up with him singing again? Come play at Alabama. <laughs> Send him away. I want back to the shadows. <laughs> So yes, the, the 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 early dating lives of my production staff on the radio show, uh, not ideal. <laughs> they they have bounced back swimmingly though. Both of them in uh, in committed and healthy relationships. So I'm very happy to see that they uh, that they have continued to uh, that they have corrected their mistakes and thrived and survived. Now as for me, I cannot say as much, but you know. There's, uh, at least we're not at the point where we're getting drunk on the weekends and, uh, and texting exes who have probably blocked our numbers from our cousin's phones. That was a, uh, a deep and dark time in my life at 23 years old, which is almost six years ago, which is actually more than six years ago, which kind of hurts me, <laughs> anyway, but the growth, the growth has been important anyway. It's gonna do it. Uh, gonna do it for us tonight. Always enjoy. By the way, I I really, you know, we do a great primetime show. I think every night. Uh, I'm biased, but I think we do a good job. I think the install is fantastic every time we have the opportunity to do it. And I really am biased about the radio show. Kevin Byard was on the radio show today, and he was great. We asked him about the time that Kate, even the mayor of Murfreesboro has been broken up with. So to hear Kevin Byard's breakup story off of that conversation. Between Robert Lucas and myself that you just heard, go subscribe to the podcast uh, and you'll enjoy it together. We have reached the end of the evening because now Frank, the cat, is in getting ready to uh, to bomb the proceedings. She's about to step on the laptop. So that means that it's time to go. There's an ear in the corner, which means that it's dinner time for dear Francis. Have a great weekend. I'm going to talk to you the next time we talk to you guys. Well, you can tune in on the radio show tomorrow. Javon Curse is going to be on the radio show tomorrow. Javon Curse, Coach Mack, we're going to have a lot of fun. Hope you guys uh, will join us then. Javon is at 10.20. Mack is at 11.20. So certainly always will be good to catch up with the freak. I don't think I've had Javon on the radio show before. Uh, had a lot of opportunities to hang out with him and talk to him, but never in an interview setting. So look forward to that. And uh, if I don't catch you on the radio show tomorrow at 10, I'll uh, next talk to you from L.A. We'll do the Titan Game Day morning show in Los Angeles. 
and uh, and I'll be out. And I'm flying out to LA early Saturday morning, our time, and I will get there Saturday afternoon. I am not responding to that comment from Square Up about uh, the aforementioned uh, Kiwi, but um, <laughs> you guys make it so hard to be a professional around here. <laughs> Have a great rest of your evening. I love you all very, very much, even if you don't love me all of the time. And uh, like I said, we'll see you in L.A. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It ain't warm when she goes away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away